whole life I've been running after one thing To find that part within that I'll measure up to something I've got a lot of dreams, but I was told I wasn't practical I couldn't measure up because of all my flaws But I know the wrong is the only stepping stones Life's the art of embracing these things yeah. Tune in. Welcome to the art of Man, it's been a while It's been a minute, but we're here now Two years, more than a minute Two minutes so when we did our first one together, this was before the world is what it is right now. I mean, can you even imagine what life was like in 2019? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Wow, you got a great memory. Yeah. Um, you know, take your vitamins, kids. Take your Get good sleep. <laughs> Flintstone vitamins brought to you <laughs> no, by no, Flintstone no. vitamins. Oh, not good for you? Oh, no, my no. Bad, my bad. Jay, start us off with a bang. Everybody mm. knows you as this amazing podcaster. You just hit 2 million downloads over like 9 zillion episodes. You've got <laughs> the voice of a god for radio. But start us off with a bang. Something that maybe not everybody knows about you. Something a little offbeat. Offbeat. Okay. Um, so usually my food choices and drink choices, I love bitter things. Um, IPAs, black mm. coffee that carries over into medicine. And I actually really, really, really enjoy the flavor of NyQuil. You really enjoy the flavor like, of like NyQuil. I love it. If I'm ever sick and wow. I'm wanting NyQuil, I get excited, like too excited when my wife is like, what's going on? I love NyQuil. Man, how about that for a positive spin perspective? Mm. I'm sick, sore throat, I'm pumped. Give me that NyQuil. Yes. I mean, try not to chug the NyQuil, <laughs> but you know, most people are like, ugh, this taste. Is that something if you have too much of it? Is that like a bad, like, I'm sure too much of anything yeah. is a bad thing. You know, it's got a little, I think some of it has a little bit of alcohol in it technically, but it's, you know, a lot of other ingredients that you might not need that much of for, you know, for yeah. cough, for chills, for body aches, you know, wow. just, just check with your doctor kids. Right. Yeah. Yeah. There Take you your go. vitamins. See you. <laughs> Take your vitamins. <laughs> Never heard that answer mm. before. I love it. All right. Let's dive into podcasting and the, the art of when I think of podcasting, you are one of the names that are the top of the top. What was it like? What sparked you? Like, you know what? I want to do because you were before the trend. Like now, literally everybody yeah. and their cousins doing podcasts. And I heard your cousin literally my cousin has a yeah, podcast. Yeah. What's up, <laughs> <laughs> but what started you down this road of man, I'm gonna do this podcast ever for radio? So the concept came to me before the name briefly, but I this was back in 2014, 15, yeah, 2015. And at the time I was living in Washington, DC, and I had a crazy commute, minimum 45 minutes, usually, you know, two, two and a half hours. And um, I was a clinical health coach. So I'd, I would work with people, patients, clients, train them, get them well, exercise, physiology, testing, blah, blah, blah. So I lived very much in the health, fitness, wellness world. And somebody recommended, like, hey, Chase, you're like a fitness guy. You should check out, you know, listen to this podcast. It was like a cool concept. Or I heard you talking about this. So was this guy. And I think like a lot of people in 2015, I was like, what the hell is a podcast? He's <laughs> uh, like, it's already on your phone. It's like that purple thing that's there that you can't delete for whatever reason. I was like, oh, okay. I had no idea what it was and recommended uh, Sean Stevenson, The Model Health Show, which I think is a catalyst for a lot of people mm -hmm. in podcast space, at least in the wellness world. And I was hooked, not only because it made my commute more enjoyable, but I was learning and I could then immediately go apply. He was talking about concepts and having guests on the show that I could literally same day, I would get out of my car, walk into the clinic and help people with new information. Mm. And if I couldn't directly give it to them, I had a great new resource to share mm -hmm. with them. And then one day a patient of mine gave me this comment compliment that I had heard 
my entire life ever since, um, you know, puberty hit and things went south and, uh, you know, <laughs> hormones kicked in, um, you know, my voice changed and I had heard my whole life, you know, my uncle was in radio, a lot of other people in my family were in radio and like, we should do radio, cut a demo, do this, blah, blah, blah. I just had no interest in radio. And, um, for, for whatever reason, that compliment that day hit different because I was like, Oh, well, what if like, I just took this thing that's kind of the same, but applied it to this thing that I really love. So mm-hmm. I don't want to do radio, but you know, boom, podcast kind of popped in my mind. And then I scrambled to figure out how the hell do you actually do a podcast? Wow. How interesting is that? Is this spark of encouragement given mm-hmm. made you realize that, Hey, you have this gift. Sometimes it takes that, that other person that outside mm-hmm. of just that little spark, that little spark. And think about it. That might have changed the whole trajectory of your life. If he didn't give that, where would you be? Who knows? So think about that, giving people encouragement during the day. Okay, so you get this. All right, you do have an amazing, amazing voice, as you all can hear. (laughs) Now, I want to do a podcast. Like, how do you even start? How do you think, like, well, what should I do? Where did Everford Radio come from? Where did that concept of Everford come from? So the concept was already very much in my life. It was a phrase that my late father said, lived, ate, breathed, just created this, this, mm-hmm. this aspect of live a life ever forward, be unto service, always show up the best you can. Like the only marker for success is if you can look yourself in the mirror and say, I came prepared, I gave it my all or not. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just this philosophy, I guess, a family mantra, if you will, that didn't really seem all that important at the time. I'm sure your parents might've said something growing up that it's just like, yeah, cool dad, all right, whatever you're just trying to help me not turn out to be a shithead in life. I get it. Um, but his, the origin actually came even before our family, he picked it up from his time in the military. Uh, so he was in the army as well. So was I, and his first unit, their creed, at least in the army, every unit you have, it's got like a unit insignia. It's got like a phrase, a saying, um, theirs was ever forward. Um, it's from the 116th infantry regiment. It's very much a part of the fabric of the American revolution. It was actually a, a militiamen's um, phrase, if you will, before we were even a country, before there was an army. So once he passed and I kind of chose or needed to, or was going through all of that to, to kind of like make meaning with it, come to terms with it. Um, I just decided that I'm going to make that my thing. Uh, I got a tattoo on my arm. It was my license plate. Uh, my brother at the time created Everford Apparel, uh, just launched. And it was about a year later when I was having this podcast epiphany and um i decided to do it and shortly after kind of figuring out what to do how to do it like i said i had radio in the family talked to my uncle he walked me through all the basics and you know recording and shit um and then it was just clear as day oh it's going to be ever forward radio like why wouldn't it be anything else yeah well did when you started Talk to like, what were the struggles when you started it? Do you have any idea Oof. what you're doing? I remember when I started my no. podcast, I think it was called like the game of life. And I had NBA mm. friends on and we literally talked about nothing. <laughs> I had no idea where I was going. I know that's yeah. a good analogy with life. Like just go and you'll figure it out along the way. But can you remember back to like the early days of it? And now that you look back 560 some episodes into it, you're like, wow, who was that guy? To be like, Bless his little heart. <laughs> yeah. Bless that little heart, Chase. Yeah. But bless your little heart for starting. <laughs> Take a quick break in the podcast because, you know, what I love almost more than anything is a great cup of coffee. Oh, I just wake up excited for my coffee. You know what I'm talking about. If you're a coffee person, if you're not a coffee person, 
you need to kind of just check, uh, yeah, yeah, check your priorities. But what else do I love? I love workouts. I love training. And what if you could put workouts and coffee together? You always thought about like, you know, coffee is just this natural pre-workout and then you got pre-workouts. What if you had the best of both worlds? Well, now you do. Workout coffee is finally here. I wish I would have created this. Such a great concept and idea and where nature meets science. And all the workout coffee products are powered by Theofit, which is a high potency Theoflavin enriched black tea extract that is patented and clinically proven to improve exercise performance and reduce recovery time. So the question is, what are theoflavins? Great question. Naturally formed from the oxidation of tea leaves, they've been shown to have strong antioxidant and anti-inflammatory effects, as well as supporting liver health, blood lipids, and the immune system. So think about that. You're getting all this and coffee, the taste of coffee, the energy of coffee, the cat, like, uh, my mind is blown. I am going to wake up in the middle of the night, have a cup, have a cup in the afternoon in the evening, like keep it coming, workout coffee, check it out, workout-coffee.com. Look at the, the, the links in the show notes below. We are going to have a discount code for you in there too. Check them out and get your coffee today and your workout on. Now, back to the episode. A lot of people say, man, I got this great idea for a podcast, or I got this great idea for, I got this great idea. Good job, everybody's got an idea. I was that person for a while. Uh, I'm not gonna lie. This was, like I said, 2015, and this is when a lot of things were becoming real. Uh, you could become a real influencer. Uh, you can make a full-time living on YouTube. Instagram was popping off. And um, I kind of had a little bit of that in my immediate environment with some friends and peers, and you know, even my brother at the time began to really kind of escalate on YouTube. And so I saw what was possible. I think, I, I honestly think I had like an inside scoop. Um, I was behind the curtain of seeing people putting purpose to passion mm. to them stop talking the talk and walking the walk, uh, whether that was just a side hustle um, going all in. I mean, hell, I can for years, especially the year my brother and I lived together like this, we're packaging orders in our kitchen on the, in the living room. Just like he was walking the walk, talking the talk of I have an idea. I'm going to do something. I don't know how the hell I'm going to do it, but I'm going to figure it out. I'm going to choose every day to show up. So from him and a lot of other people in my life, I just saw what was possible. And I knew that, well, uh, no offense to any of my friends, but like, you're not that special. <laughs> like, you're <laughs> that's great. You're not this inherent genius. Yeah, well, right maybe now, but like, right. you know, I just decided to figure it out. And so yeah, I talked to my uncle, mm -hmm. Google, YouTube, mm -hmm. I ordered microphones and cables and spent a lot of time and wasted right. a lot of time and money plugging things incorrectly. I, I shit you not, man. For the first year of my show, I was recording completely incorrectly. I was using a microphone. I didn't know you could record like my voice in. And I thought I had to like hold the microphone to the speaker of my laptop to capture <laughs> the audience too. So I don't even want to go back and listen to the first year. That's and awesome. I was in my apartment in DC. Uh, our first apartment together, my wife and I, small, small walk-in closet, like literally maybe the size of this table area right mm -hmm. here. Um, and... I heard that if you could make your room really small and make it really soft, like carpet and clothes and sound <laughs> effects or, or, you know, sound dampening, then it would sound even professional. Even if you were an actual idiot like myself using a $50 microphone completely wrong, but it was so damn hot. I would go in there in my underwear because it wouldn't get any AC. So I'm using the microphone incorrectly. 
one time I actually popped up on Zoom, video turned on, I'm in my underwear with a guest, just you know, sweating, <laughs> sweating profusely, looking like an idiot. Like someone probably thought this was like a prank or something, but luckily I found the end call button real quick. Um, so it was just a lot of trial and error, a lot of trial and error, but I made the choice that I'm gonna do this and I'm gonna put out, back then it was just one episode a week, I'm gonna choose to do this and I'm not gonna give up because mm -hmm. I saw what was possible through my peers and my family, but also it was serving me. It was serving me. Yeah. I was still a full-time coach at that time, a clinical coach. So I was working a lot of hours, traveling a lot. And like, it made me better at that. And so I was like, how could I give this up? Dude, that's awesome. I want to see the YouTube video of that one. That's going to be on my, underwear. Only, my OnlyFans. Everboard Radio OnlyFans. <laughs> But man, you, you learn so much. Like you look back at those times. I mean, I'm so thankful for the struggle that I went through. You just figured out the greatest education is literally figuring it out yourself. And like if someone's trying to start a podcast now, and it seems like we talked about everybody is, what is the greatest advice you can give to somebody that wants to start a podcast? Just hit record. Yes. Just hit record. Just do it. Do what I did. Do what you did fail forward, yeah. figure it all out. I mean, I think now in 2022, there are a lot more resources, a lot more readily available, incredible resources um, than back in 2015 on how to actually do all of that. Um, that's, you know, a whole, actually a whole yeah. other spinoff business I created was a education and production company for podcasters. Mm, so, um, so it's just literally just hit record. Like, I'm sure like the content you talk about and how you coach and work with people, it's, it's the fear of getting started. It's the fear of what if yeah. I don't know what I'm doing? What if, what if somebody sees me? Yeah. What if I fail or what if it doesn't work? Like all of those limiting beliefs and all the hesitations and, and fear that just keep us from ever taking action. Like they win. If, if oh. we don't ever start, if we don't hit record, they win. And I think that's just the first and only thing I would ever say is just hit record and then choose to just hit record time and time again. And put it out there. Take mm -hmm. action. Do you think people need a super specific niche when they come into the podcasting? So glad you said that. Yeah. So podcasting works really, really well um, the nicher you go. You know, the mm -hmm. phrase, the riches are in the niches kind mm -hmm. of thing. And the riches in this case are growing and cultivating an audience that is yours. And, and I don't mean that in like property, but yeah. just like they are so locked into what you have to say because it's so specific and so unique. And that could be just a passion. Maybe you're super passionate about season three of um, Lois and Clark, the new adventures of Superman. I don't know why that came to mind, but <laughs> you know, but there are shows about stuff like that. There yeah. are shows that are, are about the most obscure, seemingly obscure yeah. yet very specific things that build raving fans that build perennial fans. Totally. Um, and I, I think that's a really important point because everybody and their cousin is creating a podcast and it's like, you know, we look at people like Rogan, we look at like these talk shows that are seemingly about everything. Well, that, that works for them because it's them, it's their audience. And they started way long time ago, right, right. but just pick a topic that you are super, super passionate about, or you're going to choose to commit to explore and become even more passionate yeah. about. Um, because that, I mean, imagine this, imagine you start a show and cool, it blows up. You're getting a million downloads a month, but it's so general you want to leverage that for a book, a speaking engagement, a sponsor, you know, an offer, an email list, whatever, you're gonna just be throwing spaghetti against the wall and mm -hmm. seeing what sticks. But if you start a niche show about your area of expertise, a pain point of yours, a super big passion project, uh, Lois and Clark, um, <laughs> and you've got 50 
a month, how much more committed are those 50 people going to be to whatever you offer totally. down the line, whether that's totally. a course, uh, email list, live event, book deal, whatever. That is how you become successful in podcasting. Dude, that's a phenomenal, phenomenal answer. It's too many people will see the Joes or the Lewis Howes and like, I want to do that. I want to have everybody on talk everything. They had to start an itch to be mm -hmm. able to get there. So do something you're passionate with. Understand that you're not going to make money. Like we go into it like thinking like, I'm not going to make any money. Because it takes a long time to make money in the podcasting world, as I'm sure you'll attest to. It took me a year yeah. to ever even figure out how, how? how to sponsor it. Oh, oh, you know that feeling you get when you just wake up and you are not rested or recharged? Yeah, we all have it. We all go through it. How do I wake up with full energy every single day? It is literally the game changer itself. Chilly sleep. I have an Uller that goes underneath my mattress and cools my body temperature to the ideal temperature to get deep sleep, REM, high HRV scores. Now I have mine pretty cold, about 57 degrees. The optimal level is between 57 and 65 degrees. I have a weighted blanket, which just cools my body, and I'm just sleeping in restorative sleep. So when I wake up in the morning, no matter how many hours I get, I am juiced up and ready to go. And lucky for you... You can wake up the same way. The people at Chili Sleep are giving you a discount, giving you a code. So go to chilitechnology.com forward slash pages forward slash David Nurse to get your special discount pricing there. Remember, that is chilitechnology.com forward slash pages forward slash David Nurse. Or just click the link below and it'll take you right there. It's sleep like a polar bear tonight and get the best night's sleep of your life. Chilly sleep. Yeah. Oh yeah. It took me two and a half years yeah. to ever get the first sponsorship going. Like, but also look at us. It it's the greatest relationship mm -hmm. builder there is. It's why we're, I, I know. Here we go. I've had, I got so many good friends that I've just done podcasts with. Haven't even met them in person. They're like my zoom podcast crew, but that, I mean, and, yeah. and you know, what's really cool too is yeah, sure. You got to, you build yourself up and you can speak to this, obviously like, like who to ask and when to ask, but basically you can get people that you want to learn from on your podcast for free mm -hmm. just because you're like, you know, I got a podcast, but, but, but that's also being, you got to be specific on who you're uh, asking with. Yeah. Like, you know, you'll get the person, you'll get Instagram DMs or something like, man, I just started my podcast. I'd love to have you on for a two hour show. Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah, get 200 under your belt yeah. and then we'll talk. So I'm so glad you said that. Um, that was my very first experience with my first, uh, outreach for the podcast. So I said earlier that Sean Stevenson's show, the model health show was the catalyst for me for getting into podcasting. He was on a book tour when his, uh, when he, uh, excuse me, when sleep smarter came out 2016, I think, um, like winter 15, going in 16. And, uh, I went to his live event. He came to DC and he was in town. I saw like a day early and I reached out and I was like, yo, Sean, I love you, man. Model Health Show is great. You're helping me in my job. Love the show. I just started my own podcast. I like just launched this week. I would love to invite you on the show. And he was like, yo, man, appreciate it. And like sultry Sean voice that it is. He's yeah. like, yo, man, I received that. Thank you. Thank you. Um, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm glad, like, glad you're going to come out to the show. But my man, come back and hit me up after another year. Hit me up after you've gotten some reps under your belt. Yeah. And I'm not going to lie, in the very beginning, it stung a little bit. I was like, but I'm doing this because of your show and like you're here. Why yeah. can't we just do it? And, yeah. um, and it was just all about me. 
but that was the greatest thing he could have ever done for me because totally. it made me that much more passionate. It made me commit even more. I was like, okay, cool. So he just said no now, but he's like, come back to me later. And that is not to get too, too far ahead, but people on podcasts, your guests at any caliber, when they say, hit me up when you're in town, when they say, I would love to come on the show in four months, I would love to come on next year. People at that level who are aware of what they're doing in their time don't say stuff like that if they don't mean it. Mm -hmm. And I have done that. Mm -hmm. So I followed up with Sean and I followed mm -hmm. up with people that I never thought I would ever be in the room with because we had a great experience on the podcast, even mm -hmm. through Zoom back in the day. I was like, hey, you know what? I'm in town. Remember you said you know, I could hit you up? I'm like, oh yeah, cool, cool, cool. Come, come through. Like mind-blowing experiences. Yeah, totally. And that was the greatest gift uh, I, I ever got on my podcast journey was not right now. Yeah. And you weren't ready for it then. Mm -mm, you would have done mm -mm, that. Mm -mm. <laughs> and been now terrible. he's been on like three times. Yeah, right. right. I know. I've seen him on a bunch yeah. of times. Crazy how that ends mm. up working. Okay. So podcasting, do you think it is the next? I know it's been around for a while, but now you see things like Rogan's taking over all ABC News, all the news. Rogan's bigger than all of them combined. Mm -hmm. Do you think podcasting continues to grow as it is? Is there something new coming? Is it just going to be the juggernaut it, it continues to be? You know, I, I don't think, I don't think right now or anytime soon podcasting is going to be what I would ever consider saturated. Um, there's been immense growth just in the last two years alone. I mean, from 2018, 19 to now, there were about 600,000 registered shows on Apple podcasts. Wow. And now there are almost 3 million. Wow. So there's been insane growth, like in anybody in any platform, in any business, in any world, any ecosystem, you could see that as one of two things cool. What I'm doing is actually more meaningful. It's becoming more popular now. More people are aware of it. Great. Oh shit. There's more competition. Um, and I think people typically who go about it, maybe looking at it, there's a lot of competition. They crash and they burn, they pod fade sooner because mm -hmm. it's just, it's, it's a numbers game, but let me help you with the numbers game. So of those, I think it's like 2.6 to 3 million, whatever registered shows right now on Apple podcasts, Barely 40% of those are what are considered active. Mm -hmm. Meaning 40%, if not less, of the shows are putting out new episodes at least every 30 days. So the numbers game that you were just worried about just got cut in over by, by over half. I don't worry good. Uh, but like that alone should tell you something. And not only that, the numbers are in your favor more so now, but it's because people fade off. Mm -hmm. They launch, they do a month, they do a couple months, whatever, and they don't get all the downloads. They don't get all the sponsors. They don't get whatever they think they're supposed to get. Um, podcasting is a long format platform and a long game. Mm -hmm. And totally. if anybody wants to do it, commit bare minimum a year. And you're going to, I think by that point, have a fair valuation of was this worth my time? Am I happy doing it? Has there been any kind of ROI whatsoever? So commit to that. There's so much growth and options and opportunities now in podcasts. I do think that in a way it has become what a lot of us have become hungry, hungry for. And that's getting what we want, how we want it, when totally, we want it. Totally. Uh, it's on-demand education, on-demand information, on-demand resources that, you know, unless you're in like a specific media network or a network of something like, you know, Spotify or even other networks out there that have more rules on what you can say and how you can say it. It's free speech. It's, totally. you know, it's don't tread on me and you know, not to get political, but it's just, you know, it's people who can choose to, I'm going to get a microphone, plug it into my computer, record and push it out to the world. 
And I think we've become a lot more hungry for that kind of communication, information, education. Uh, and then we, all the power is on us. Like the power is in us to choose what we want to listen to, what we want to consume, and how we want to then take that out into the world. And I think in a lot of ways, that's become more important for us the last couple of years. And podcasting is an incredible way to do it. Um, but last thing I'll say on this is that it's ultimately what has landed us here and what mm -hmm. I think should be a very, very big kind of marker for success when people are launching a show is don't get bogged down in the numbers, don't get bogged down in anything else, just use it as a tool, use it as, as the ultimate bridge builder. Like you wanna learn from people that have changed your life, that you think might change your life, that just wanna empower you with one other bit of information from a book, from a post, from a, a painting, whatever. Like there's nothing been more powerful than the platform of podcasting for me this last five years. And I've done, I do Instagram, I've done YouTube, I've done all the things, Periscope, Twitter, like I've, <laughs> I've jumped on all the social media yeah, totally, bandwagon, totally. so to speak, just because I love the opportunities and I love, I'm a very outgoing person. I love creating yeah. and I've been testing the things that stick the most for me. And I stick to podcasts. I love this education. I love this engagement. I love this relationship building tool. Um, and it's ultimately afforded me a lot of great opportunities. Dude, that was an amazing answer. Relationship ROI. Mm -hmm. Unbelievable. Chase, I could talk to you all day about anything and everything, but we're going to throw you on the rapid fire hot seat right now. So quick right. answers, whatever comes to your mind. First one we have for you. Do you have a favorite mindset quote other than ever forward mm. that you live by that's tattooed on your eyelids, on your lock screen? You know, it's not tattooed on my eyelids, but I have considered getting this or some other um, stoic quote uh, on my person. Um, so besides this family mantra, um, it is very much a big part of my life and the quote. But stoicism has always been a big part of my life and the whole origin of how I applied purpose to my mm. passion came from original readings of stoicism. So nice. um it's one that I think ties well to, uh, to my, my chosen lifestyle. And it's, um, the impediment to action advances action. What stands in the way becomes the way. Um, Ooh. when I read that and I heard that Deep. and I've chosen to apply it, it's, yeah, it is, I mean, yeah, at service is. level, it's just, okay, cool. Like don't let things stop you, but it's more than that. It, it's, it's choosing to not let things stop you, of course, but respecting them and inserting enough pause to learn from huh. them. Wow. So whatever is before you that you're viewing as keeping you from moving forward as, as the obstacle, it actually is the thing that is there to advance your action. Uh, so just what is the gift inside of this? What is the message here that I'm here to learn? Um, and then that is going to help you to walk through it and take something with you along the way. Dang, dude, that's gold. I'm just looking for one word answers. And Marcus Aurelius. We just got a lesson on still. Yeah. That was really it's good. It's either Marcus Aurelius or Seneca. Somebody's going to. It's okay. Let me know. I, I know. just say it's Ryan Holiday or something. Yeah, yeah there you go. Yeah, you take that one. The obstacle is the way. What does it mean to you to leave a legacy? Not necessarily what the world says or a big billboard with Chase's face mm -hmm. on it, but what is a legacy to Chase Jr.? You know, I think in a lot of ways I am building a legacy. I think a lot of us are because we just flat out have uh, more digital proof of what we're doing. Mm -hmm. um, but for me, it's really simple. I Legacy is just a way to stay tethered to your past and not in like a stay stuck in the past kind of way, but meaning and memories and, you know, what has been passed through generation after generation. Mm -hmm. It's pretty simple for me, actually. Um, growing up, my family, we honestly didn't have a lot. 
and because of that, we didn't really have the opportunity to you know take pictures. Like there are very few family photos of other than like me and baby photos really, but just there aren't that many photos that I can go back and kind of look through of this is me, my family, my brother, my dad, my mom, like, and especially cause my dad's gone now. Um, so legacy, I would just love to just have more evidence, have more proof of the life that I lived and the people that I lived it with for the people that will live long after me. Dude, that's a great answer. And hence why you are writing a book too. So that's a legacy piece yeah, that yeah, yeah. live after you. Absolutely. Love that answer, man. Okay. Well, we're going to have a little fun one here. You got a dinner. You can invite mm -hmm. three people, dead or alive, that you want to have conversation with, learn with, or just be around. Who are these people you're inviting, and what are you eating? Oh, what am I eating? <laughs> it tells me a lot about a person. Um, well, I would. I think I've I've said this before. Similar questions. Um, Ryan Holiday. Uh, he's my favorite living American author. Um, all of his works, I love. Uh, his whole approach to stoicism and life. I would love to just let me just sit down, shut up, and just talk, kind of thing. Ryan Holiday. Uh, Hugh Jackman. That's your lookalike. Mm. I knew I'm, it. Uh, I've, I've, as a kid, I've been obsessed with the X-Men and especially Wolverine. Me too. Yeah. And just, he crushed it as Wolverine. Yeah. Um, and uh, I just love him as an actor, but he's he's Wolverine. He's forever Wolverine. Yeah. Um, and, uh, ooh. Number three. Um, you can have just two. It could be this is a dude's meal. You know, I would even, let me go back to the author thing. My Favorite non like favorite non nonfiction book mm -hmm. is uh, oddly enough Dante's The Divine Comedy, particularly Inferno. Um, I hate it. It was mandatory reading for me in high school at my school. I hated it then, but I've gone back to it multiple times and just like the the imagery and description and just like that guy. I, I want to know what sparked that creativity. Yeah, so Dante. Um, wow. Way back in the day, come join us for dinner. I'm sure Ryan would appreciate that as well. Um, what are we eating? Yeah. You know, I don't know if they would all be down for this, but since being married to a uh, Middle Eastern woman now the last several years, I'm hooked on Persian food. Persian so amazing. It, it is. We would yeah. just be eating our body weight in kebab and gourmet sabzi and fesenjun and all the basmati rice. And of course, all I'm sure he was back in training for Wolverine. So. <laughs> it's carb days. <laughs> Dude, that's great. I mean, that's if you're on death row, that's what you're doing. You're just eating yourself. You're going out on your own terms. Uh -huh. Beautiful answer there. Like I give you these just quick fire ones and you just go so deep into it. I love it. <laughs> uh, can you go deep into this one? Where can we all follow you? How can we all know everything and stalk everything Chase Tuning? Roll through. I'm either on Instagram or uh, the podcast. So at Chase underscore tuning, uh, Instagram or podcast Everford Radio. Um, yeah, you can find me there. And the podcast is really all things health, fitness, wellness, mindset. Got great people like David Nurse. Yes. Twice actually. Twice. And, um, and then Instagram is kind of like my daily application uh, of all that. So the show yeah. is my opportunity to um, at length talk about specific topics that bring value to my human optimization and talk to experts and community leaders. And then the Instagram is where I just, I get curious and I, I share what I'm trying, what I'm yeah. doing, yeah. you know, fun, play, exercise, all that. Really good follow on Instagram. I've picked up a lot of either like coffee products or different yeah. type of energy products, like yeah. different things that you're trying. Mm. So really good follow there and obviously amazing podcast. Last question I have for you. If mm. somebody, this is the final one, we drop the mic. So we just drop the mic and we're out. We don't say anything after this. So beforehand, dude, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you. You're an amazing podcast host, but you're much more an amazing person that cares about other people. Thank and you. I cannot wait for your book and your show and your movie. So I'm teasing those things out there. So dun, everybody dun, dun. hears that. So we're going to hold him accountable. But the last question is we drop the mic. 
you could give one piece of advice, it can be a one word, it can be a short phrase to somebody who is stuck in their life. They're stuck. They're trying to make that pivot. They're trying to get to lead to their breakthrough. What is that one thing that can just get them out of their situation and go in? You are exactly where you're supposed to be. Boom.